This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to Stand Up Straight. I am Stephanie Longmuir and I'd like to thank you for joining us tonight. Here in the studio with me, I have Clayton. Good evening. Good evening. And I have Beck. Hi, Steph. And we have our one of our favourite guests, <laughs> Gina. <laughs> we, we almost say that to all of them, but not quite. No. I'm here to hear it. Yeah, so yeah. no, Gina is one of our favourites. Um, and tonight we are going to talk MQFF. We are a week into the festival now. Uh, last Thursday night was opening night, and I believe a couple of the people around the desk here were lucky enough to attend that. Clayton, would you like to tell us a little bit about opening oh, night? We got to see this wonderful film called I Am Michael. Uh, by Gina Justin, C- Justin Kelly. Thank you very much, because yeah. I can remember his name. He quickly introduced the film, and the the theme of the evening speeches was be bri- be brief, which was great, which is how <laughs> I like a speech. Yes. As all yeah. weddings and award ceremonies should also be. Yes. Um, and then we had the fabulous opening party, which was actually mm. in the downstairs exhibition space, which was empty apart from various party things. And, and we're at Acme. Amazing. Acme, yeah. sorry, yeah. Which is an f- amazing space in so that, itself. That downstairs space is huge. Can I say it's probably, I've been to a few now after parties and that's probably the best space they've held it in thus yeah. far. Yeah. So how so many do people do you think would, would have been there, Gina? Ooh. A thousand? Well, think about it. It's filled two cinemas. There's mm. 400 seat cinema in the main one plus the second cinema. So a couple, eight, yeah, I reckon six, about seven? 600 quite yeah. easily. But like me, some people miss a lot of the film and end up just coming straight to the party because we're on radio. And that's it what celebrities like a- <laughs> do. Yeah, right. Celebrities only go to the party. They don't see the movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of celebrities, because these are some of my favourite things, were there any there and did you touch them? Of course. Yeah, of course there were. Well, I didn't. And I, I touch joy people. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, if there were celebrities you didn't touch, were there celebrities there? Uh, were there celebrities? There was the director of, of the was. film. So there was Justin Kelly, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there was quite a few. If if you're a filmic person like I am, so all of you will know the film Harvey Crumpet. 
Yes. yes. Yeah. Adam Elliott, he was there. So there is a lot of people in the screen and film, the local screen and film industry. Tony Ayres, um, who's a fabulous uh, writer, director, producer, who we've had on Family Matters. Yep. Writes for Nowhere Boys. Um, he was there himself. So there's... Oh, cool. You know, and of course, you know, some of our gorgeous local um, pollies and, and presenters and that sort of stuff. So it does bring a good... I'd say A-list crowd and then some of us C-grade people kind of stick around as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We see you, you're, you're heading your way up though. You're yeah. working on it. <laughs> trying. Tell <laughs> me this. Why do, we, why do we have to have a queer film festival? Why is it important? Well, it gives us access to films that otherwise we definitely would not get to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. It's, these are films that are, get to tiny little screens in tiny little places. So it brings it all together into this wonderful place. I know for myself, it's like asking me who's of a Greek background, why do we have a Greek film festival? And it's a question that's asked to Spiro and Dylan, who are the festival organisers for MQFF all the time. Why do you still need a queer film festival? And I know recently, what was it, last year or the year before, I went to see Holding the Man at one of the local cinemas, but not with a queer audience. And I wanted to just be immersed in the story. But no, the moments that the the two male couples were, were intimate on screen, I was hearing a rustle of the audience that is not yet comfortable in seeing this story. I'm hearing commentary, again, of people not comfortable. I want to see myself on screen and when I am... I don't want to sit there and, and have people kind of, oh, that are not yet cut. I want to laugh at the jokes that my sisterhood knows. And, and I had that experience at the cinema on Saturday watching a doco where all the sisters in the audience, you didn't need to explain it. We all got it. We all laughed. So how many of these films in the festival do you think will find their way to mainstream cinemas? Three. If that. Gosh, because it is if a that. vast yeah. um, collection of films and, and very diverse Mm. There's 137 films yeah. in the program. The short films, of course, will never make it onto a broader screen. You hope that some of the the features would, but we, we know the reality of cinema at the mm. moment. It's it's not going to happen. I should specify that when I'm talking about getting onto a screen, I'm talking Cinema Nova and something like yeah. that, not a full wide release. Yeah. Can okay. I ask a silly question? For MQFF, is there a criteria? Like, do you have to, does it have to be a queer storyline, queer actors, queer directors? Is there a... I would say it just has to be queer content of yeah. some sort. Mm-hmm. It I doesn't... So. It, it's, it's pretty flexible sometimes. Mm. And I think the Australian Shorts package, which is short films made by local content makers, which sells out every year, is a little bit more diverse in its storytelling. But I know a lot of the stories I've seen by some of those emerging artists, they're telling we're telling our stories. So of course the story just happens to be a gay character playing, you know, the slasher in a horror film. Not because mm. it's a gay horror film, but that's just it's just the story. We we like to portray ourselves and put that up on screen. So why was I and Michael chosen for the opening night? Do you want to take this one? Uh, I think actually we probably should have a good conversation about that film after we've heard some announcements. But the film itself is a particularly well-made piece. It has a really impressive cast. Mm-hmm. James Franco, Zachary Quinto, um, other people I can't think of at the moment. <laughs> uh, but uh, it And it was a very well-made film with a really important message for our community, I think. And let's come back after this short break. With that message, you are on Joy and on Stand Up Straight. Nobody can tell you There's only one song worth singing They may try and sell you 
With Michelle on Joy 94.9. Thank you for joining us on Stand Up Straight this evening. You are with Clayton, Beck, Gina. We're talking MQFF. And Stephanie. And me, Stephanie. (laughs) And that was, uh, we just heard a song by Mama Cass. It was called Make Your Own Kind of Music. And Clayton has chosen that song because it was from one of his favourite queer films, Beautiful Thing. It is. And I also had the absolute privilege of seeing it on stage in England. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It was a 10-year revival, so it hadn't been played for 10 years. And Andrew Garfield, also known as Spider-Man, He's oh hot. my um, goodness! Was actually one of the boys on stage, oh. and he was probably about nine, a meter and a half away from me because it was a really <gasps> tiny cinema. Stop it! It was just, and then like it was very exciting to see Andrew Garfield. So you have lots of fond memories around that particular piece of music, and the movie itself is amazing. It's, it's a very film. well made movie. It was a stage play first, and then was made into the movie. But very well done. Not they're not always done well, but this one is. And can I say one of the best final scenes in a queer film? Absolutely, that just leaves you so satisfied. Satisfied at the end. It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Oh, I, I want a good ending. Gorgeous. I love a satisfying ending. I, <laughs> I mean, don't we all? So, so many of us do and don't get that. I didn't actually even mean that dirty. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think that's one of the tropes in a lot of queer films. Mm. One of the things we often see, especially in lesbian cinema, it's not a happy ending. Someone usually dies or cries or breaks up with someone. So when you do see a fun film. It's it's mm. a delight. I just want to clarify one thing. I don't like happy endings. <laughs> still not really meaning that. Really, Still talking really? film. Still talking still. film, not dirty. <laughs> I like a satisfying ending. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, Clayton, let's get back to I Am Michael, which was... <laughs> I think we've had enough endings. Yes, <laughs> which was the film chosen for the opening night last Thursday for MQFF. And we started a bit of a conversation about it before the break. And I had asked you why you felt that I Am Michael had been chosen um, and why it's such an important film. Well, as Gina said, it's very divisive in that this, it's a true story of Michael Glatz, who was a gay activist for quite a long time. 
and then took on the role of being an anti-gay preacher as he transitioned in his life from being um, with his partner to realising that he felt that he needed to be good in the face of God and being gay was not being good in the face of God. So he actually becomes uh, his own preacher for his own church and is is still around. He actually has seen the film. He Mm -hmm. was involved in the making of the film. And he was apparently got on board when James Franco said, so he was told that James Franco wanted to play him in the film. That's when he went, yeah, I'm in. So, mm. yeah. Um, what was the reaction of the audience on opening night <laughs> it to it? It was so mixed. Because uh, it was a good thing about having your, your launch party after the opening, after the film is you get to talk about mm. it. And it's like, oh, hi, strange person. What did you think of the film? So, we did that. And a lot of people uh, were very mixed on it. I actually thought it was a great, really well-made film. I think these stories are important to tell because whether they're um, a good thing or a bad thing, you need to know about it. So that's what I liked about it. You didn't get to see it, unfortunately, because you were running I, a bit late. I did run late, but I, it's probably you were filling been... you in for me. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was here. Um, but it's probably the first time I have been to an after party where people really kept talking about the film throughout. So leading in into the party, throughout the party, they're actually talking about the film. So I, I was curious how Justin Kelly, who was there, felt listening to people, which would be fabulous. That's what you want people doing. And did you ask actually, him on Saturday? Um, we did. And he loved, like, he absolutely loved it. Most people were really nice to him because he presented so everyone knew what he looked like. Um, but he loved that people were talking about That's what... What else would you ask for as a filmmaker for people to be engaged by your story and, and be talking about it? And Justin's got two films in this. I'm oh, sure he? the conversation from I Am Michael and King Cobra. So he's oh, also, did he make that as well? He directed oh. uh, King oh, Cobra, busy. which again has James Franco in it and is a story, again, another true story, but this time about um, a porn star and a murder that happened um, in uh, a gay porn kind of Milieu. <laughs> it, it does have the uh, rather adra- attractive uh, Garrett Clayton as well, yeah. who is nice to look at. Yes. I'm finished with that. <laughs> <laughs> that would generate a different conversation, it I can does. assure you, after. Okay, so just moving on, Clayton, <laughs> it has been a big week of film for you. Well, you have seen a number of the films on this program. I have, and I, I'm as with Gina, I'm lucky enough to get access to screeners so that I can review them. So I've seen five of the films, no, six of the films, sorry. How many have you seen? I've seen quite a few only because I'm on outtakes on Monday night, so I'm going to give them a shameless plug. And sure. that is a queer film show where we look at these films and a lot of the films have been in other film festivals, um, like the Israeli Film Festival, like Barash. So a lot of the films I've actually seen, I'm into double digits right now. Mm-hmm. I've still bought tickets because I'm a huge fan of supporting the festival. Um, in fact, if I can get out early enough, I want to go see Watermelon Woman, which I've avoided seeing on a computer screen, and I want to watch the way the filmmaker intends. And I think there's a different experience when you see a film with other people around you. And and even if you're not directly talking to them, you know, when you go to a movie, there's always this like, oh, what they say there? Oh, I didn't like that and I like that. Whereas when you're just at home by yourself, sometimes you think, did I like that? Did I not like that? I'm not sure. How did I feel about that? Yeah. So, what? what, mm, Oh, sorry. Go, no, I think what you're going to say is important. Coolest thing, rainbow chalk tops at MQFS. Stop it. Where else do you get a rainbow chalk top? Is the chocolate rainbow or the ice cream? Ice cream. So you buy into it and it's a rainbow. Uh You can taste the colours of the rainbow. OMG, stop it. I wonder who thought about that. I'd like to to meet that person. Someone who's clever. So clever, Mm. yeah, so clever, so So thoughtful. One of the films I've seen, sorry, Stephanie, I did speak over the end of you, um, was Pulse, which is playing tonight. And it's it's the 
feature presentation? Or what it's we the it? only Australian feature film currently playing wow. in the MQF, which talks more about our film industry, which is a, a multiple episodes on outtakes. But sure. it's, yeah, it's the centrepiece presentation from MQF. You've seen it as well, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting film. It's about a disabled boy who... Um, it gets access to a treatment where he has the po- he has the chance to transfer his consciousness into another body. Not so a sci-fi. Si- I was going to say, is it sci-fi? No, I would call it speculative fiction, which is a uh, Margaret Atwood term. What right. phrase would you I use? I was kind of going magic realism kind of thing. Yeah. It's okay. a body swap film. I know we've seen lots of body yeah. comedy swap films. Freaky Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Prince not. Shallow Hal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. But he decides to access a female body instead of um, a male body. And okay. it's it's interestingly filmed because it swaps between the female playing the role and the male playing the role mm. in who you get to see. So it's just swaps between them. Okay. Um, it's, but the thing is, it's not a trans film no. at all. Uh, it's a, I don't want to say too much because people are going to see it tonight. So, it, it, yeah. it is on tonight. They are there is discussion. So uh, the filmmaker will be there. Um, presenting this film. It was eight years in the making, self-funded. But there's also another further conversation because I think this will be something that will be quite divisive um, in in the... Amongst the audience, so there is another, yeah, highly controversial, and they w- they will be talking about it again on Saturday. There is actually a co- you know a Q and A just for this on Saturday. Yeah. I think it is an exceptionally well made film. Yes, it's it's really entertaining. It is really well written, and the acting is fantastic. So I think it has all those things that you should get along and see it. Mm. The content itself is a little bit challenging for the queer community, so. And why is that, Clayton? So I'm trying to work out what I can say and can't Don't, say without yeah, spoiling. Give a spoiler alert. Maybe, um, or, but but what, what did it make you feel? Right, as a you, gay man, how did, when you walked out, how did you feel? If you're seeing Pulse tonight, just turn your dial down for a couple of <laughs> seconds. Um, I brought back those things around uh, gay men are not real men for me. They are, they're women. They're trying to be women or whatever else, and not in a trans way, but in a like because they're accessing... They want to have sex like a woman, or which is so not true. So yeah. that's how that was my take on it. You don't look like you got that. I look. I was really happy to be seeing um, a story about disability on screen and queer yeah. disability and the relationship between the son and the mother and day to day life as a as a teenager living with a disability going to high school. For me, that was the strength of the story. And Daniel Monks, um, it it is kind of his story as well. And there's footage of when he was younger in hospital. Um, so he directs oh. and acts in in this film. Um, so I loved that, and I think it's so important to yeah. see that on screen, and we don't see enough of it. Um, but I asked a lot, I, I felt like I wasn't the audience for this, so I asked a lot of gay men what they thought, and some were saying, you know what, when I was a young teenager coming out, and we're talking 20, 30 years ago, it would have been so much easier if I was a girl, because then I could have got that boy that I had the biggest crush on. Wouldn't have to deal with the gay stuff. So people have seen it very differently and I think everyone will come at this quite differently on their yeah, own experiences. Yeah, it's quite controversial. Um, yeah. But I still think it's absolutely worth watching and yeah. come up with your own take on it. And, yeah, it's on tonight, so it's probably sold mm. out, I imagine. But if you get to access it, this is one I hope that Nova picks up, actually. Yeah. Well, that answers one of my questions. I was interested if there were any notable additions to the community in the film festival and you've just covered it with, you know, gay and disabled mm. in, in the one film. Yeah. Okay. We might take a, a quick break because we have got a number of other films to talk about this evening. You are on Joy on Stand Up Straight.
his fiancée got a letter that told how Billy died that day. The letter said that he was a hero. She should be proud he died that way. I heard she threw the letter away. Listening to my mum, Stephanie, and Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Say me. Okay, Stand Up Straight team, $50 million question. What uh, movie was that song from? Well, I know, but can I still guess? Yeah. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yay. You only get half the money, though, that way. Yeah, okay, so, fair so, enough. So, yeah. But we're having a good old sing along. Oh. We were, and it's been a long time. Since that song has been played Billy, anywhere, I reckon. Don't be here. But it is Sorry. on the Joy playlist. It so is. It was you, up there and in there and out there. You gotta love Chris Jamison. He has <laughs> all of the uh, great gay hits on our on our playlist. Look, if they could just make it easier for me, because I typed in Priscilla and nothing came up. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. What kind of what kind of queer radio station is this? All the songs were there. They were just in separate places. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, now I want to ask a question about the Queer Film Festival. What's the audience that goes? Are they mainly queer people? Do you think it's important for non-queer people to go? What's the what's the vibe of yeah, the that's, thing? That was one of my questions too. What's the vibe? Yeah, yeah. Well, the queer, I think, make up the majority of the audience. However, mm. it is definitely a mixed event. So there is there are people of all sorts of orientations, sexualities, and genders. And did I cover everything? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of everybody and definitely where there's a lot of um, allies and stuff who go along. So. And do you think that's important? So you're impor- both welcome if you'd Thank like to you. come. Thank you. Thank uh, you for inviting us. But do you think it's important for people like Steph and I to go along yeah, and definitely. see these kind of films? And because it goes back to, I guess, what you were saying, Gina, about holding the man and people mm. being in the audience, you know, not respecting for one of a better phrase. Mm. It makes me think that it's so important for the wider community to go to this festival and just go, oh, they're just movies. We know our stories. Yeah. yeah. We still want to see them, but we know our stories. But So we'd love for you guys to see them as well. Mm. Well, my parents took friends of theirs to see Beyond the Candelabra. I don't know if any of you saw that. Yes, that yeah, was a movie, I liked that movie. movie about <laughs> Liberace and two... Uh, one couple got up and walked out because they just couldn't stomach. And, and, I, and I have to be honest, I found parts of that movie really nauseating and then I rang my gay friends and said I've just seen this movie I found it really am I just a boring straight woman and even my gay friend said no no Steph it was there was moments <laughs> that were so bad you know Liberace was so creepy in yeah, some of those that's fair. moments yeah, so I'm sure it's creepy I'm sure Fifty Shades of Grey did that to everyone not I oh, I loved that movie. Did you? Oh, did you? Because my <laughs> lesbian friend said that they wouldn't go and see it because they read the book and it was all about vanilla sex. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I, I hadn't read the books, but I thought, well, you know, if a lesbian's telling me it's vanilla sex, then I, I don't know what kind of sex it. your lesbian friends are having instead. <laughs> well, I read the first page and went, yeah, well, that's enough of that. Yes, yeah, same. It? Because it is just so badly, badly written. Badly written, I yes. didn't care about the content. In fact, yeah. the content's just Saturday night for me. So... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I will read anything that's that's well written. You know, I'm not in, don't care so much about the content, but I'm exactly with you on that. And I'll read Paul, anything. Think it's a Saturday night for you as yeah. well. Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Steph, can I recommend your friends who thought that was Vanilla Sex go see Below Her Mouth, Ooh. which is a lesbian film and has sold out for Saturday. So hopefully they've already got tickets, but it's got an encore screening. And if you want uh, below the belt, it, yeah, kind of. Look, it's being described as the filmic um, women's woman's orgasm because of the the sex scene, the multiple sex scenes in this film that. Oh, do I think I'll take my husband it. to that. Those encore yeah. screenings are on Monday night, aren't they? Uh, I think that one is on. I've got the ticket for Saturday. If that's oh, okay. Um, oh. I think no actually, scalping. if you just go on the app, it's, I'll it's have Monday, Tuesday. I think Sunday as well. There are some screenings encores, so I'd highly recommend they go see that. And I have another question about the festival generally. Mm. So you said something about lesbian. Is there is there like a lesbian section, a gay section, a an L section, a G section, a B section? Oh, can I be honest? Mm. I you do see it happen. So the girl on girl shorts, the majority of the audience, lesbians. There's hardly any boys there. And I think the same could be said for the book. It's been a while shorts. since I've been to a, a collection of shorts. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought that was Saturday night as well. <laughs> well, no, that's too much clothes. Uh, so, um, yeah, but I, I, so I couldn't really say anymore. Like once yeah. upon a time I would definitely say that. I think it's getting better. I've seen a better cross, you know, cross gay pollination of, you know, <laughs> boys and girls in their one cinema. In fact, um, Suicide Kale, Alan from Outtakes, went to see that and he messaged me straight away going, I wasn't the only boy for once in – because Alan will go and see any film for the for the show. And, yeah, sometimes it, you are the only lesbian in the village of a, a gay male cinema. So that, it's nice to see. Is that important, though, for lesbians to have lesbian films to look at and – you know, trans to have trans films or, you know, gay men to have gay. Is that important? Representation's huge, but at the same time we should be just watching good films because they're mm. good films that represent our community. Absolutely agree. Yeah. But seeing yourself in a film is absolutely wonderful mm. because once upon a time it happened or we were the serial killer. Um, yeah. So, uh, which we still are sometimes, but that's in a good way now. Um, so... <laughs> Um, it's you get to see yourself in the film, which is really important to make you feel like you're included in society. It's a simple thing, but it it really works. Mm. It's actually huge. I mean, we've we've talked about it. Screen Australia released a report looking just at television of how little we see ourselves on screen, and they looked at dramas. I think they did a review of dramas in the last oh, hundred and fifty. Well, no, no, no. Actually, they did it in the last couple of years, and representing LGBTQI characters, there was only 5%. And what they were looking at were regular characters, yet it's, you know, 95% of the population, of course. But <laughs> when you turn on the TV and when you go to cinemas and you never see yourself mm. as as uh, an A-list a character or B-list or somewhere in the story, it's... Just a regular character, yeah. just an everyday person it's, like you are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, recently, uh, Ghost in the Shell did a campaign. It's a movie coming out next week. Um, but they did a campaign where they said, I am major, and people could put in their own thing. And people started putting things up because the film is based on a Japanese thing. The character has maintained a Japanese name, but it's played by a white person. So it's whitewashing. And um, what they've done is people have gone, I am not represented in movies. I am, um, or I, I exist and things like that. So mm-hmm. they've taken that and used that as a campaign about whitewashing, which is fantastic. 
So if you've seen a film at MQFF and you'd like to tell us about it, why don't you SMS in on 0427 JOY 949 or you can email us at onair at joy.org.au. We would love to hear um, what you've seen, how, what you think, what you think of the festival. I, I mean, Clayton, you were saying, I mean, you both said that a lot of these films are sold out. What is the, the festival oversubscribed? How have ticket sales been? Do you know anything about that? I know last year they had record numbers, so I think it's mm. still too early to sort of tell. Mm. And I think that's wonderful knowing that the streaming services, you can sort of catch films anywhere now. So I think a lot of people go and you see it there because people hang around, they have dinner and it's a great way to catch up with friends you never get to see. But I don't think they've got the stats yet. But there's still a lot of films you could actually get tickets to. Well, I know I, that one of the films is already on Netflix, but I won't say which one. <laughs> and I wondered, you know, when I was looking at the program and looking at all these films, I mean, is it kind of like a bit of a, a beat for film nerds? I mean, could you you go you could go and you, you could go and meet you could go and meet a you know a potential uh, well they lover. do a movie yeah. matchmaking session. <gasps> Only at the MQFM. Of course. Um, And they used to do, they used to play certain films. I don't think they'd do it this year. And then they'd have like a, you know, girls and boys kind of speed dating afterwards. But this year they did have movie matchmaking. And you didn't have to go and just find your love match. It was finding almost your movie match that you could buddy up with. Um, So they had that Monday night. Um, Let's, I hope that they do an encore of that because the images I was seeing off Twitter and Instagram look like a lot of fun. So what happened? They matched you and then you got to the movie and you found each other. It was speed, like literally you were sitting speed dating with people. Oh, I love um, it. And kind of working through what your perfect film match would be. So, I, cause I and would, if you find love, hey. I would love a movie boyfriend because my boyfriend doesn't go to movies. So ah. I go with my friends, so that's fine. But oh, I, I would like a movie boyfriend to, to go to movies with. And it is a lot of people's favourite date night, yeah. isn't it? I mean, oh. people of our age. Mm. You know, I think now. Can too. I say Why something? Did you look at me, Steph. No, no. I, <laughs> I hate going to the movies with other people. Hate it. Oh, I've got a friend we'll who's like that. Only go by myself, and I go. Okay, I'm just confession time. I go to the movies at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Oh, me too. And I'm often the only yes, person there, or a couple of other people, and I can have my space and my quiet my time my coffee but i there is nothing worse like if someone goes i'm gonna see this movie bet you want to come i've literally lied to get out of it because going to the cinema with other people pisses me off i don't mind going with people i know i don't like going with other people i don't know because i'm a shusher i will turn around and shush people Mm. recently i told someone off for uh filming the film Uh, (gasps) so the person in front of me was like got their camera i don't know if they're filming or just photographing i just went no so yeah. all I can say to you three is thank God you don't have children <laughs> because going to the movies with children is all about the food, which yeah. makes a lot of noise, mm-hmm. and then the questions throughout I, the movie. I have taken children to the movie. It's not my favourite thing, oh, but I, I can tolerate it because the kids are cute. So that's okay. Actually, I was nagging the because the, we got to chat to the MQFF people all the time. I kept nagging them, saying, "When are you going to have one of those bubs and but you know sessions? Mums you know, and mums bubs and bubs sessions. <laughs> really when are you going to have like a daytime kind of? Are there any kids films? No, but no. there is a youth program, and yeah. there is a movie that's showing on Saturday called Coming Out at two o'clock. It's a doco, um, and it's from um, New York University filmmaker. At, Alden Peters, and it's all about a young man travelling across America, coming out to family and friends. It's supposed to be brilliant. And there is a post-screening panel discussion chaired by Bridget Canny. So 
That could be worth saying. I'm just going to go back to my thing about taking kids to the movies. I've actually taken 150 kids to the movies. <laughs> oh, as a teacher, of course yeah, you so have. Kids sorry. to the movies is I a thing. But, no, not at all. Um, at this point, though, we do need to say goodbye to Gina because yep. she's going to run off and get ready for her next show. Performance. Is. Gina, thank you for your input tonight. Pleasure. Yeah. Family matters. We it does to... matter, Gina. Family I, does matter. Just keep the radio on because it's us and then the bears and then Pop Chops to him. Donna. And, and Beck will also be on, but she doesn't actually do any work. So That's um, right. I'm just yeah. there for the glory. <laughs> kind of like me on Stand Up Straight. <laughs> and back on Stand Up Straight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9.
Good evening, Angels. Good evening, Charlie. <laughs> You're listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9 with Charlie from Headspace. You are listening to Stand Up Straight. We've had a really lovely evening tonight talking about MQFF and uh, that last song was, of course, the unmistakable Katie Lang. I think I'd turn for Katie. She can hold a tune, Oh, my can't she? God, she has the voice yeah. of an angel. Anyway, that was Consequences <laughs> of Falling. Anyway, Steph's having a moment. And that was from the film Soldier Girl. Soldier's Girl. Soldier's Girl. Soldier's Girl. Uh, it was a TV movie uh, starring Lee Pace, who I absolutely love and is amazing. Um, and it's about a trans woman who... A true story, trans woman who falls in love with a soldier... And when this other soldiers find out, beats that soldier to death. Oh, so, my God. It's not a happy story. That's I was going to say, that's not a happy ending. Yeah, but, but you know, it's good. So Now, we've been talking a lot about the queer films, but from my uh, assessment of what's been going on in mainstream cinema, there's recently been a couple of big sort of stories. One was Beauty and the Beast, that there's a gay character in Gaston, that. I Gaston, I Gaston. 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 Mm-hmm. And he is, what uh, What member of the household is he? Uh, um, I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't seen that Beauty and Beast for a very ex- long time. Excellent accent I just put on. Yeah. Um, and secondly, in the new Power Rangers movie I read today, there's a gay character. And you saw that last night. I mate. did. I was lucky enough to get along to the Melbourne premiere of Power Rangers last night. So Clayton, Sorry, tell me. that name you yeah. dropped on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was no the, name. The, <laughs> the Melbourne premiere of Power Rangers, do you get an invitation to that because you are a teacher and it's age-appropriate content? Oh, or? definitely not. No. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's part of my sci-fi and squeam. Uh, my other role at Joy, or my other on-air role at Joy, or not a longer on-air role at Joy. Um, so I did a review. My review for that should be up within a few days. So I go along and review films. So this week I'm seeing that. Next week I'm seeing Ghost in the Shell. So we shall see what I think of that as well. So is one of the Power Rangers gay? Well, it there is a vague and weak reference that she might be same-sex attracted. But so I fell for the clickbait on the internet. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So it, it's like this vague reference. It's really weak and like so 10 years ago. Um, yeah, okay. That's because, you know, it's a, it's a kid's film rated M. Uh, so... Yeah, so why do they skirt around these issues? And why can't there be a gay Power Ranger? I mean, for God's sake, there's a pink... Power Ranger to make the pink Power Ranger gay. Well, so it's actually the yellow one. Spoilers. Um, who is a lesbian? Okay. So the other female character. Um, so I don't know. Like, why was it? She just he sort of says, you know, you know, oh, like I was a girls, sake. and she's like, mm, and it was just weak, and I didn't like so it. So why would you? Why would they put that in? To be uh, cutting edge. To be cutting edge and not cutting edge at all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, to, to be able to um, get away with it if someone questions it or whatever else. Like, oh, we're putting that into kids' films even though it's rated M. And, yeah. God, that really grinds my it's gears. It's so yeah. annoying. Yeah, and, like me too. You've got to do it. Make a... Okay, exactly. sorry. Um, I was worried that so- we just got a text, and I was worried someone's going. You just spoiled the film for me. <laughs> like, oh so, yeah, yeah. But you know, spoilers. I probably um, should have spoiler alert. What but are- it frustrates me that you know they, like you said, in case someone complains or like in case someone complains about someone being a human. Oh, scandal! Yes. My big. Um, it was actually a pretty good film for inclusion um, because there was the char- the characters was an Asian, as an African American. 
and there is a Latino character and there are two women plus the villains, the female. So in terms of inclusion, it's pretty good. My favorite piece of inclusion, though, was one of the Power Rangers is autistic. Oh, wow. So I was really happy with that and I think it was a really good representation as well. How does that play out in the Power Ranger world? Uh, I think it fits in perfectly. Yeah. uh, Because it's his... um, sort of focuses that from his autism that, that ends up getting them, I won't say anymore. No. Okay. Right. No, no, no. I need Spoilers. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, um, it, look, it's worth seeing. I think I gave it seven out of ten because it, it's fun, it's silly, and it's um, it's good. I liked it. Excellent. So. We are almost at the top of the hour and we've had a really interesting hour talking MQFF. I Just would... to round that out before you, sorry. Um, one person has messaged in. They haven't given their, their name, unfortunately, but big love to the MQFF volunteers who make festivals fabulous. It makes the festival fabulous. That's so, true. Yeah, three Thank cheers. you. I agree. Absolutely. So please continue, Stephanie. I'm sorry. That's okay. I just wanted to read another message that came through to me this week um, from our podcast that was uploaded this week, uh, from San Francisco to Melbourne. It was a show that we did a couple of weeks ago when we had K&J Eastie. By our young podcaster, Patrick. Oh, yes. yes. So who might or may not be Stephanie's son. <laughs> oh, who is, is there a family scandal? Yes, he might no. or might not be her son. <laughs> no family scandal, but um, he is on the podcast team and I think he's doing a fine job from all accounts. He's doing amazing. I am yeah. his trainer and yeah. he has done a fantastic job. Yeah. Well, and don't cut this part out, Patrick, when we're nice about you. No, but so he, he was giving me heaps about saying bride and prejudice on the last <laughs> anyway anyway he couldn't edit that out but I'd just like to read this lovely email that I received during the week about that podcast um, and if you do want to listen to any of our podcasts you just need to go onto joy.org.au click on the program grid and it will come up with latest podcasts or iTunes anyway our lovely listener from San Francisco says I would like to add to the discussion about what makes this city what it is. San Francisco presents itself to the world as a tolerant and liberal place and it's at its best when it's leading on matters of equality and human rights. It's good people like you, Jay and Kay, that have defined this city in that way. You're not just residents, you are this city and you have made it a place of tolerance and inclusion. Thank you. Yeah. And they were such lovely guests as well. Yeah, so. they were lovely guests. And they are now back in San Francisco and uh, they loved hearing the podcast. So um, it seems like they have a bit of a fan base in San Francisco who have also enjoyed listening to the podcast. Nice to have international fans. Exactly. Well, we do. We have your um, friend in the, um, in the Middle, Middle East. East. That's yes. right. So yeah. people all over. Um, I don't think my brother listens, but he lives in Japan, so... Let's just say it does. So, Clayton and Beck, we are uh, almost at the top of the hour. Clayton, if there's one film that I should go and see, what is it? Uh, Pulse, but that's on in like half an hour. Okay, so, so I, I think probably... it's sold out. So okay, so one film I can get tickets for. Actually, the last night, the film uh, "Girls Who Women Who Kill" is fantastic. Okay, so brilliant. Go see that. But also have a look at the encore screenings on um, on Monday because a couple of the really popular films have been um, good point been replayed on on Monday. the The festival does go through until Sunday. Um, loads of films. You just need to go onto the festival website. You can book tickets on the festival website. It gives you a full program. There are some really interesting articles and lots of information about MQFF. Um, so please, you know, get get along and support the festival. They have put together an amazing program. A very um, varied and diverse program. Lots of docos. Um, some comedy as well. I noticed. Um, 
So please get along to MQFF and support this fantastic festival. We are going to sign off now. Beck, thank you. Great to have you here, as always. As always. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. We don't hear enough of you. (laughs) We did this week. We got a lot of him tonight. That's good. Yeah, and great to hear from you. You have been on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.